<laughs> well, you're not going to teach me karate. I guess I'll challenge you to a spike glove battle. Scotty, Scotty, be me show. Scotty, be me show. Four, three, two, one. Scotty, be me show. Scotty, Scotty, be me show. Scotty, be me show. Four, three, two, one. Scotty, be me show. Hello, liebe Leute. Willkommen zurück to What We Think Happened. This is a podcast where we watch a piece of media in a language we don't speak, and then we tell you what we think happened during it. I'm Ian. And I'm Emma. We should probably say how it's been a little while since our last episode. Yeah, Loyal followers ages. will remember What We Think Happened episode two, which came out... Six months ago, at least. Yeah. More than that, because it was last fall. Yeah, so... it's July right now. Probably nine months. Uh, (laughs) We hope the wait was worth it. Yeah. During that time, we've continued living in Germany, uh, where we moved around the time we started the podcast, and Emma has continued taking German classes, and I've continued working in an English-speaking office, and so I've picked up much less. (laughs) Although I've still picked up some. I, I can understand when people are saying common phrases to me pretty easily. Yeah, you heard that kid the other day when we walked by a playground. A kid just like shouted after their adult. Because he jumped off something high. Right, and and then said, Hast du das gesehen? Which means, did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that? So it was was fairly clear what he was doing from context, but I also realized that I knew those words and was able to put those together into meaning, which is just what language is. (laughs) Yeah. So we initially started this when neither of us spoke German and we had just moved here. And so the idea was that we were going to watch something in German with no subtitles and have no idea what was going on and then try to recap it for each other and for you gentle listeners. And these days I actually speak quite a bit of German. (laughs) So I'm very interested to try it now and see if what we think happened becomes what we know happened because Emma understood it all. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be. I think it'll <laughs> as much as it is possible to understand these episodes at all. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I'm not sure that I will actually catch everything. Europe uses a framework of language learning where there's A, B, and C level. A1 is starting out and then C2 is you're fluent. And so Can you move past C2 into just you're fully fluent now? Like... C2 is you're fully fluent basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm solidly B1 these days. So I'm I'm about halfway to fluent, which is pretty cool. Which is not actually how language understanding works. You can't quantify it quite like that. But yeah, I'm I'm solidly B1 level, so I understand a lot of stuff and can say a fair amount of things. I feel like your comprehension is like A2 level. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Your speaking is definitely A1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think your comprehension is pretty good. Because you can understand when Ramona and I speak German to each other. Yeah, some of it. Mostly what you say. <laughs> or you also understand when Ancha and I speak German to each other. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Ramona and Ancha, the two people I speak German with. Our friend and our landlord. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what are we watching this week? We are watching episode three of Star Trek The Next Generation, or auf Deutsch, Raumschiff Enterprise, das nächste Jahrhundert. The next generation. Yeah. Because generation... Is a year hundred. Yeah. Which is really a really good word. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, Auf Deutsch, is called Der Ehrenkodex. And we can't really see the German title without also seeing the English title, which is Code of Honor. 
What do we think this episode's going to be about? Great question, Ian. First episode, there was the big jellyfish planet station type thing. And Space Wizard. And Space Wizard. And episode two was the horny virus. Yep. Which we actually quote part of that episode pretty regularly. What do we quote? It's just so heiss here. Oh, yeah. When Jordy is like, wow, it's so hot in here. Yeah, he's like sweating profusely in the early stages of the disease. Uh-huh. And it was just one of like the only sentences that we picked out and fully understood because uh-huh. he like said it nice and slowly. Yeah. So now whenever there are hot days in Berlin, it's just, it's just so, so heiss here. here. Yeah. We also quote the first one, but mostly... We just yell, bitter, 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 which is is more us quoting ourselves from episode one than it is quoting Space Wizard when he's tied to the rock in the cave or not. Well, it's not Space Wizard, right? Or no, that was Space Wizard. Yeah, that was my Space Wizard. (laughs) Fancy guy in Space Wizard. Fancy guy in Space Wizard. What did you call? I called Q Space Wizard and I called Space Wizard. I mean, my Space Wizard. I called your Space Wizard. Oh, I just called him like a fantasy character. Did I call him Gandalf? Oh, maybe. But he has a wizardy look to him. He totally does. Anyway. For people who have been sort of, who just discovered the series and are listening to them, you know, during the same day, you will surely remember what Emma called Space Wizard. (laughs) Let us know in the comments. (laughs) What comments? I know. So what are our predictions for this episode? What is Der Ehren Codex? And what is the Code of Honor? The eponymous Code of Honor? Hmm. I don't know, man. I got nothing. So our first episode had Picard doing the weird adjudicating in Fancy Guy's makeshift courtroom. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in this episode, we're going to get more of Picard's philosophical and moral leanings. Yeah, that's fair. I imagine a code of honor will come up and people will be on opposite sides of it. Some people will feel that this is the honorable thing to do and some Mm -hmm. other people will feel that this is the honorable thing to do. Yeah. And Picard will probably be in the right. Probably. Maybe it's going to be a most dangerous game plotline where they show up on a planet and they're hunted. Uh And that goes against their code of honor. Being hunted is against their code of honor? (laughs) I guess it's against mine too. Exactly. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not. Okay. No, that's a great idea. I love it. So it's not honorable for me. To be hunted. (laughs) I mean more that like they show up on this planet, like in the story, and it seems fine at first, and then it turns out, isn't that how it goes? In what story? The most dangerous game. Oh, right. Because he like shows up at the guy's mansion and they're like talking about all the different things that the guy has hunted. Yeah. Is this right? I think so. Sure. And it's not until like the end of the story that we find out that the guy has brought our narrator here to hunt him. Right. Sorry, I just botched the most dangerous game. No, that's fine. And so what is this codex then? What is a codex? I think you're reading into the translation. Right. Because I imagine Eren Codex just means code of honor. Oh, codex. Codex. Yeah. Might just mean code. Exactly. Eren means honor. I mean, presumably. Yeah, Erlich is honest. Oh. No. Yes? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've made our predictions. (laughs) The most they're, dangerous game. They're going to get hunted. Picard is going to show off some of his moral philosophical leanings. What about um, Bev and Jordy and Data? Oh, Bev. I'd forgotten about Bev. Beverly Crusher. Beverly Crusher. Oh, it's the best last name. <laughs> and um, Dr. Crusher. And Wesley. Frau Dr. Crusher. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dumb thing that German does. If someone has the title doctor and they're a woman, 
Mm-hmm. You put Frau, woman, in front of it. You got doctors and you got woman doctors. Yeah, exactly. Frau doctor. Which is funny because... Well, because Frau is like, is like hair. Yeah. Hair is like sir or mister. But a lot of professions put a feminine suffix on the end. Yeah. So doctor in German is Arzt. Yeah. And a female doctor is Arzin. Yeah. But doctor is... Honorific's not the word that I want. Like a title in the... A title, exactly. Yeah, so you would say... Doctor. Right, but you wouldn't say arts in no. to someone's face. You would say that person no. is... Yeah, you'd say like, I'm going to the arts in. Yeah. But talking to the doctor, their title is doctor. Frau doctor. I don't know if a patient yeah. would actually say Frau doctor to yeah. them, but like that's how you'd write it on their business card or whatnot. Right. They'd be Frau doctor, whatever. I think I really should hesitate to put myself on the record. Well, think about it this way. You, dear audience members, either know a lot more German than Emma (laughs) or a lot less. So (laughs) basically... No one has the same amount of German knowledge as me. All right, let's get to it and see how this code of honor, Aaron's Codex, is upheld or not in... Star Trek The Next Generation, Episode 3, colon, The Most Dangerous Game. Scotty, Scotty, be me Scotty, be me And we're back. What just happened? I think I should give my understanding of the episode first, and then you can fill in with any of the minor details that I missed. Perfect. Sounds good. But first, how did how did you feel like you understood it? I think I understood it pretty well. Yeah? Taking notes actually like kept me from understanding it more. (laughs) Like I think I would have followed it better if I were just watching the show and trying to understand. But every time I tried to pause and like make a note, I can't make a note and understand and listen to German at the same time. And I was trying to write down quotes that they said in German. But if I'm like trying to write down the German as I remember it, I can't then listen to new German. So I would get lost. Right. And miss parts of it. Yeah. Also something that I've noticed with language learning is I can have an interaction, not in English, but then when I want to tell you about it later, like I often couldn't say exactly what it was that we said in whatever other language that I was speaking. I can just tell you like the gist of it mm-hmm. because like... the language that I think in is English. And so even if I'm taking in German or Spanish and like conversing in that, not that I speak Spanish anymore, but <laughs> German comes out whenever I try to speak Spanish. It's really a problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can be like conversing in that. And then in my brain, the memory though gets like created in English, if that makes sense. Right. I'll store that in English because that's a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. I have no idea if this is how brains actually work. Right. But it is a phenomenon that I have noticed with myself more than once. Yeah. No, it seems to make sense. Anyway. Well, I felt like I did not get a lot more out of it than I did the other episodes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. This was kind of a complicated one. There was a lot of scheming in it. Uh Uh-huh. So there was a lot of like people talking about their plans and about what they wanted and a little less action until the end. Right. It was sort of like, there's a meeting here on this spaceship, and now there's a meeting on this planet. And if you didn't hear what they said at the meetings, then all you saw was people sitting around having a meeting. Yeah, making making faces at each other, and dramatic (laughs) music playing. Clapping randomly. (laughs) 
Okay. So here's what I think happened. Okay. This is the story of Lieutenant Yar getting kidnapped by a bunch of sexists. <laughs> and then she makes a bunch of bad decisions, kills a woman who comes back to life and steals a necklace from one of the sexists. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, man, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Enterprise. No, I would say Yar did not really make any bad decisions. Okay, well, she got swept up in the situations. She made a couple bad and decisions, and I'll, I'll tell you okay. what they were. <laughs> Enlighten me. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, the Enterprise is on some sort of diplomatic mission to this mm-hmm. planet mm-hmm. of sexists. Yeah, actually, can I just interject here and say <laughs> that my first note was. Oh, another racist episode. Yeah. Because this planet is inhabited by people of color, black uh-huh. folks. Uh-huh. But otherwise, human? Yeah, human. Not... And in what seemed to be like very thinly sci-fi veiled North African yeah. Arabic garb. Yeah. But like 80s version. Yeah. Because it was all like kind of shiny. Yeah, well, that's the like thin sci-fi veil, maybe. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if everyone in North Africa in the eighties wore like shiny. (laughs) No, I meant. (laughs) I know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, and so it just. This is where I mean, maybe there's more nuance if we could actually understand what was being said. You but said it, you understood a lot. But it, it felt it felt very like, okay, why are there humans on this other planet who are so different from the humans on the ship? Is there Star Trek backstory that I just don't know of like human colonies and like thousands of years on other planets where cultures could diverge in I a meaningful know. way? I have no idea. We've met humans in all the other episodes who are living on other planets. True. Yeah, I guess it's the culture clash of it feels racist. Yeah. Yeah. Why they gotta be black. Right. Anyway. Oh, yes. And then one of like the first lines was them being like, Eine Frau? A woman? When, when they saw Lieutenant Yar. Right. Yeah. And so then it was kind of like, oh, it's a racist and sexist episode. Wunderbar. Yeah. And the sexism is addressed. Yes. <laughs> but the racism, racism is not. Racism is not. <laughs> Okay, so a delegation from this planet who the Enterprise has this diplomatic mission with beams up to the ship, and the head guy's name is Luton, mm-hmm. I seem to that. get. Yep. And his the head of his guard, whose name I did not catch, I named him Scarguard because he has a big oh, scar he did have on a his big face. Scar. That's better than mine. What'd you call him? Number two. Number two, yeah. <laughs> and so there are a couple of them there. They introduce themselves and they give this like shiny lunchbox to Picard. <laughs> That's a good descriptor. Um, well, they try to, and, but Yar is like, oh, whoa, hold on. That's got to go through security screening. Oh, you're not going to stop? Okay, then I'm going to use karate and throw you to the ground. Of course, then security screening was just like her looking in the box before giving it to yeah. anybody else, which seemed very unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> sort of defeats the purpose. Right. Well, I don't know. I guess it's like a royal taster. Right. It's like, well... If this is going to be a mimic, that I'm going to open it and it'll eat me. Yeah. I'll get eaten, not our captain. Yeah, which makes me think maybe the uh, sexual politics on the Enterprise aren't, aren't that, that great, great either. either. But anyway, 
Luton and Skargard were both kind of impressed with the karate that Yar showed off. Mm -hmm. And so we cut to like another meeting where they're, the Enterprise crew is like giving gifts, including like a ceramic horse to the people from the planet. That was great. I loved the opening of the shot because we jump to this meeting scene and what we see is Data walking in carrying like a two foot, maybe not that big, a one foot tall horse figurine. Yeah, it was like the size of what a kind of horse that a toddler would ride, I feel like. Was it that big? It was fairly large. A small toddler. A smoddler. <laughs> so they exchange gifts for a while. Luton gives... Like, didn't seem to be giving a speech, but everyone applauded at the end of it. Mm -hmm. At the end of his long sentence. Um, <laughs> what is a speech other than a long <laughs> sentence, really? He says something about Lieutenant Yar, who looks kind of uncomfortable, justifiably so. Mm -hmm. um, and then she leads Luton and Skargard to the holodeck. Because apparently what he was talking about was, we're really impressed with this karate, we want to see more of it. And they're like, okay, great, we'll bring you to the holodeck. And for some reason they clapped in there. <laughs> we're really impressed with this karate. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Good noticing. <laughs> okay, so Yar goes in and does sort of this Matrix, I know, Kung Fu style scene where she generates a computer simulation of a karate studio type thing, which Matrix probably took from Star Trek more than the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Yar makes this holographic karate combatant and throws him on the ground and Luton and Skargard are impressed and Skargard tries to fight the hologram and fails. Then it's time for the delegation to leave. And just as they're getting ready to leave, they kidnap Yar and beam away. And, like, I don't know a lot about karate, but they just sort of, like, grab her loosely around the neck. And I feel like she could have very easily just used her great karate skills, which have been established a couple times, to get away. Does beaming have the same dangers as apparating? What are the dangers of apparating? Well, when you apparate... In the Harry Potter world, uh -huh. if you don't do it properly, you can, like, leave body parts behind. Mm, maybe. And so I wonder if beaming is similarly dangerous, where it's like, if somebody grabs you and wants to beam with you, like, pulling away from them is a potentially... I'm going to get my legs beamed off. Right. Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah, fair point. So... I don't know. If you know more about Star Trek than us, maybe weigh in. Or don't, because it's better when we don't know shit. <laughs> Okay, then Picard is back on the bridge and is like, let's shoot some photon torpedoes at this planet. Yeah, that was baffling. Doesn't matter that Yar's on it, we're just gonna do it. They fire the torpedoes, they seem to hit the planet. Oh, I got the vibe that they like bounced off. Some force field or something? Yeah, some like planet-sized shields. Okay. An atmosphere, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> right, I forgot photon torpedoes can move through atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean it definitely seemed like it. they were like exploding. There was fire up above the planet's surface. Right, right. Okay, so then some time passes. Wesley has his whole subplot of like whether or not he's allowed on the bridge or not. <laughs> yeah. And Picard says, here, you can come on in. You can take Worf's chair because Worf has apparently just died off screen. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't in this episode at all. His chair was empty. <laughs> And yeah, Picard is like, you can come in and be Worf now. Yep, inexplicably not in this episode. <laughs> or if they explained, we didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah, maybe last episode they were like, Worf is going to visit his family next episode, so we won't see him. <laughs> 
So then Data talks on the bridge for a while about speaking French, and all I heard was coup d'etat. So I think Data was trying to stage a coup here, and Riker was with him, but Picard and Crusher and everyone else was like, no, you can't take over the Enterprise. And so then that was that was sort of the end of that plot. But don't worry, because Data's malicious intents come back. In the meantime, mm-hmm. Picard and Deanna beam to the planet, because they're going to go and rescue Yar. They beam down to the palace, which, like, apparently they have a palace. And so they meet Luton yeah, there. Yeah, the, the planet-side wide shot is of this palace. Yeah, maybe they're royalty or something. Picard talks I mean, they're clearly to heads of state, right? I guess so. Yeah, it's their delegation doing this special meeting. So they talk to Luton and Picard is like, bring Yar in. And so the guard drags Yar in and it seemed like they were going to just leave there. And Picard and Deanna and Yar were all going to beam away together. But no one thought that, oh, we should just beam Yar away. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, I guess we've got to stay for the party tonight. Mm-hmm. So they stay for this party where Luton announces that Yar is going to be his new housefrau, which I think means housewife is the best translation I can get out of it. Do you want me to tell you what they were actually saying? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're very close. Uh-huh. Hauptfrau. Hauptfrau. Haupt. Like Hauptbahnhof. Center wife? Like your, your head wife? Yeah. Got like your main it. wife. Like he has a harem. Got it. Right. And so the current head wife is not too thrilled about this. They all argue for a while. Then some time passes and they're all still hanging out in the palace. <laughs> still no one has thought about just beaming away to get out of this situation. Then Picard goes and he decides to go and talk to Luton and the Scarguard, and he's super nice. They all ominously drink some wine. It seemed like it was going to be poisoned, but that never comes up again. That scene was baffling. (laughs) I did not follow the conversation. Then we cut back to the Enterprise where Geordi is using what seems to be like a sonic shaver. He seems to be shaving, but is not touching his face with this device. Yeah, he was sci-fi shaving. Yeah. That's the note that I made. Which I loved. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. <laughs> so I then... also like that he had, his, he had his visor off for his sci-fi shaving. Yeah. Do you think the like sci-fi shaver interferes with the sci-fi visor? I would guess any kind of shaving does because like little hair could get in the visor. And... Uh... So then Data comes in, kind of interrupts him while he's shaving, but that's fine. Um, and they have Data... an intimate moment. Well, then Data starts bullying him. Like Jordy <laughs> tries to leave, and Data's like, "No, you can't leave." And Data is like, kind of yelling at him. And I guess this is just Data being mad that he couldn't stage a coup earlier, and so I'm just gonna bully those around me. I think that's as good as my interpretation <laughs> now that I think about it. I like heard a little bit of the end of the conversation, but yeah. So then Jordy just starts laughing at Data, which I think is. Like kind of an interestingly effective way to combat bullying as long as the bully doesn't then beat you up more, which didn't seem to be really Data's MO. So then we have a scene between the Housefrau, the Hauptfrau. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Housefrau in all my notes. That's um, fine. You can call her, her the Housefrau. Her name seems to be Yarena. Oh, okay. I heard Reina at one point. Oh, well, maybe I. they were just saying Yar and Reina at the same time. That's possible. Anyway, they had a scene together, and it seemed kind of like Yarena was trying to get Yar to teach her her good karate skills, but that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> that doesn't track. <laughs> that doesn't track super well. <laughs> so then Data and Jordy beam down to the planet. Mm-hmm. 
seemingly in secret because they do it sort of behind this wall in front of this big wall of weapons. Waffe. Yeah, which seemed like, oh, they're going to, like, fight back. That's how they're going to get out of this, is they're all going to just, like, take up these weapons. And no, that's not where it goes. Oh, you are missing some really key information. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so then they meet up with Yar, and some of Luton's guards bring four big red boxes in. And I was like, oh, are these, like, Yar's, like, special gown that now she has to wear as the new Hauptfrau? No, it's a big, like, spike glove. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, oh, we look out the window, there's the old Hauptfrau practicing in this, like, gymnastic arena thing where clearly they have to fight Yar and the old Hauptfrau. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what she was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. about the karate thing, but maybe not. Well, (laughs) you're not going to teach me karate. I guess I'll challenge you to a spike glove battle. Anyway, so it's time for the battle. Yar and Yarena both have the big spike gloves on. There are like these laser, like not laser, they look sort of like just fluorescent bulbs that apparently you can't touch in this arena. Yeah, I mean, they're just just very hot lights. That kind of of made sense to me. (laughs) Like you shouldn't touch like neon lights. Yeah. That's gonna burn you. They don't heat up as much as incandescent lights. Yeah, I guess. I don't know my lights super well. (laughs) Anyway, so Picard and Bev and Jordy and Data are all just sort of hanging out with Luton and Skargard. They've gotten like kind of buddy-buddy in their time hanging out at the palace. Mm -hmm. They're all watching the fight. The fight begins and Yar and Yarena seem to be like kind of evenly matched, which is kind of a surprise considering how proficient Yar is in martial arts that has been established earlier anyway so she disarms yarena whose spike glove goes flying into the audience Mm -hmm. and lands on this guy's lap and that guy like hands it back to another guard to like give back to yarena and then we see that he was just like barely pricked by the spike glove and then immediately dies and i'm like oh i missed that these are poisoned spike gloves right yeah i was really surprised by that too and also by just how casually they dragged him away. I feel like this is like a regular occurrence on the Star Trek episodes that we've seen of like spectators dying like in the first episode. Yeah, they they just dragged the guy away. Yar like killed one of the guards, right? And he just like got dragged off screen. Yeah, with no reaction from anyone. Yep, fine with it. And so no one really reacted to this either, except Yar, who is now like, oh, it's poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) All I have to do is just, I don't have to beat this person to death with my spike glove i can just poke her in the back a little bit and then she'll die um which she did Mm -hmm. and then she's she like starts to maybe feel bad about it as like yarena falls over dead and hugs her and here's my theory wesley sitting in Worf's chair has gotten hold of the teleporter controls and now inadvertently beams back yar and yarena together at which point Crusher is there and starts administrating to Yarena and brings her back to life shortly. Mm-hmm. Wesley, still at the teleporter controls, brings back Picard, Deanna, Data, and Jordy, but is still not good at the teleporter controls and so accidentally brings back <laughs> Luton and Scarface too to the Enterprise. And so Luton comes and finds, like, here is my old Hauptfrau still alive has lost all interest in Yar, apparently, and is like, you have to come back with me to my planet. And uh, Yarena is like, ah, but here's one thing you didn't think about. 
on the planet, we have the law that you're not allowed to steal people's necklaces, but the Enterprise <laughs> has no such law. <laughs> and so she steals the necklace <laughs> right <laughs> off of Luton's neck and gives it to Scarguard. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. <laughs> um, that was seemingly kind of a big reveal. I didn't really realize there were a lot of necklace-related laws on the planet, but that seems to sort of resolve that whole conflict. Because then they're all just sitting on the bridge again, you know, minus the people from this planet who have apparently gone back. Picard seems to give Wesley, like, a full promotion to Worf's position, (laughs) as far as I could tell. Because Worf died off-screen. Because Worf is dead, and Wesley, you did an okay job manning the teleporter, so you're, you're wharf now and that was the episode wow okay you didn't hear anything about the vaccine subplot so i heard something about an infection okay but it's i was so brief and that was the only reference i heard to it yeah that i assumed it wasn't funny enough to bring up this funny (laughs) subplot that i had missed what vaccine okay so let's see what have i got The main things that you were missing, and which apparently were very important to understand this episode, were the vaccine subplot and the code of honor. Yep. (laughs) So I heard them saying it a bunch. I heard Aaron's codex a whole bunch, but it never made sense in any context. Okay. So I was right. It's the most dangerous game. It is the most dangerous? What? No, it's not. (laughs) Well, but kind of. Like, I was kind of right in my prediction. Because, essentially, the crew of the Enterprise went to a planet where the Code of Honor and the Rules of Conduct are very different. And so... They end up, like Yara ends up, in this fight to the death because they are following these people's code of honor. And I think that's what the fight with Data was about, where I think some folks on the Enterprise were like, let's just get Yar back. And Picard and Deanna were like, no, we have to respect other cultures. Huh. And the reason that they were invested in respecting this other culture is because they needed a vaccine from them. And the so, planet needed a vaccine from the Enterprise? No, that's what I thought at first. When I first heard about the vaccine, I was like, oh, okay, so the Enterprise is here and they're going to like give this vaccine to this planet that they're now friends with. Oh, but then they stole Yar. So I assumed that they were like keeping Yar as leverage because the Enterprise wasn't going to give them the vaccine. Uh-huh. But then I realized that it was the other way around. They wanted Yar because he wanted Yar to be, Lutan wanted Yar to be his new Hauptfrau, and the Enterprise needed the vaccine. And so Lutan was like, I'm going to keep Yar as my new Hauptfrau, and I'll give you the vaccine. So that's but if what you don't the, let me the keep... lunchbox was. Yeah, but if you don't let me keep Yar, we're not giving you this vaccine that you need. And so there were lots of conversations on the Enterprise where Deanna was like, we can save millions of people with this vaccine. And actually, when Deanna and Picard both went planetside at first, and they're talking to Yar about this upcoming fight, or just like about the deal that they're making, it seems that... That the deal that they ended up making was a fight to the death, and if Yar wins, the Enterprise gets the vaccine. Huh. Yeah. So Luton was like, I really don't like my old Hauptfrau. Would you please just kill her? So it's their code of honor, Ian. <laughs> okay. That doesn't seem super honorable. <laughs> Have I not explained this well? Should I go no. back and explain some of this again for our listeners? No, I think it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Does it? I think honor is just sort of a slippery topic. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing. And so I started understanding this as we kept going. So like at first I thought it was Lutan and his people who wanted the vaccine. And then I figured out that, oh no, actually it's the Enterprise that wants the vaccine. And then eventually, I think it was supposed to be like an inversion of expectations that the Hauptfrau was the warrior that Yar had to fight. So like this culture that initially seems very sexist, what we find out is that the women are the warriors. And so that's why Hauptfrau was well set up to fight Yar, even though we've established mm. that Yar is good at martial arts, Hauptfrau is trained for this. I see. And at the very end, it turns out that Hauptfrau is actually in charge. And so she takes away rulership from Lutan and gives it to Skargard. Mm. And then because Yar won the fight, I thought this was very funny. Hauptfrau turns to Yar and I think she said, do you want him? <laughs> like Hauptfrau offers Lutan to Yar because Yar won the fight. And Yar's like, um, I'm good because I'm gay. She doesn't say I'm gay, but she does say it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> So that was very good. Well, because she just slept with Data last episode. Yeah. She's very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fight to the death. Right. So I think it was supposed to be an inversion of expectations where we set this planet up as sexist. Mm -hmm. But actually the women are warriors and in charge because the Hauptfrau, when she was giving the necklace to Skargard, said something about like all her land, all her stuff. So like apparently all her, everything on the planet actually belonged to her. Mm. and she's bestowing it on him. I see. Apparently. I don't think it's a very successful inversion of, <laughs> like, expectations. Well, subtler than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just laws and lack of laws about necklaces. <laughs> it did seem like a lot to sort of base the crux of the climax on <laughs> is an obscure, not previously referenced jewelry law. <laughs> <laughs> so... So there's some conflict before that final fight to the death over whether or not Yar should do this fight. And so I think that's where some of Data's like coup conversation comes in. Mm -hmm. I do not know what he was saying in that conversation. All I heard was Francoisish like three times. Yeah, which is French. Yeah. <laughs> speaking French. I got like, I have, a, was... I have a French word I'd like to say. A French word? Yes, a French word. No speaking French here. Coup d'etat. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, they like all, they like all shoot him down. Right. <laughs> but so I think the concern here, because if you think about like Star Trek's whole point starfleet's whole whole purpose is they're not like a fighting fleet yeah they are very specifically like diplomatic missions and so yeah what and data like... gets into an argument with picard at one point saying how like you know this goes against our mission mm -hmm. to have yar compete in a fight to the death this yeah. is like not what starfleet's about and deanna it just like pipes up from behind Picard and is like, well, you're the captain, Picard. And Picard's like, yeah, I'm the captain. So you have to listen <laughs> to me, Data. And Data's like, fine. It was very huh. anticlimactic. Yeah, isn't it like Directive 1 where they're not supposed to interfere? I think you're right. I think I got that from the Star Trek movies with what's his name? Oh, but wait, but they're not supposed to interfere. So that's where this conflict of the Code of Honor comes in because... 
this fight to the death thing is a part of this society's code of honor. And so Picard and Deanna are all about, okay, we got to respect their code of honor and go through this the right way so that they'll give us the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But when Deanna like first pitches this to Yar, it's like, yeah, why don't you fight this woman to the death so that you can be the new Hauptfrau and we can get the vaccine? And... (laughs) And she pitches it like Deanna says something along the lines of like, you should think about it. Let's think about our options here. And Yara's like, excuse me, what? (laughs) But she goes through with it. Yeah. Um, Wait, so I'm still thinking about directive one because Picard really doesn't care about it. Because as soon as Yara gets kidnapped, he's like, let's just fire missiles at this planet. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Anyway, continue. Yeah, so there's this whole conflict of honor and the the code of honor, mm-hmm. and there's lots of there's lots of conversations at various points. Like right after Yar is taken, when Picard when they shoot at the planet, Picard then makes like a little speech about how they were very bad guests because <laughs> they stole Yar from us. Yeah, <laughs> and then these like people planet side are like, well, our tradition is fighting to the death. And like, I want Yar to be my new Hauptfrau. And this is how it works, is you got to fight the other Hauptfrau. Oh, and so then that argument between Hauptfrau and Yar Mm -hmm. was interesting because she came in and was like, clearly you want him. And Yar's like, I'm gay. I really don't. Uh Actually, she says, I'm just fighting for the vaccine. Ooh, I wrote it down. What did she say exactly? Ich kampfe nur für das Vaccin. Das ist die Wahrheit. That's the truth. I'm fighting mm. only for the vaccine. And Hauptfrau said, Jeder liebt ihm. Everyone loves him. Huh. Like, assumes, like, Yar must be in love with Lutan because everyone's in love with Lutan. And so does not believe her that she doesn't actually <laughs> want to be the Hauptfrau. And makes quite the threat, which was something along the lines of, like, I'll kill you if I can, and believe me, I can. <laughs> it's very good yeah and then uh and then yari's like well on earth we do things this way and Hauptfrau cuts her off and is like you're not on earth mm. so codes of honor yeah Con- culture clash yeah how subtle hardly yar asks picard if he has any advice for her right before she goes into the ring with the spike glove on to fight to the death uh-huh. and he says yeah stay alive thanks dad that's great do you feel like you understand what happened do you feel like our listeners will understand what happened? Yeah, I think it. I think we've covered it. I mean, you have your version, I have my version, and I think the listeners can take away <laughs> whatever they want from it. What I loved is when is when they're talking when Yar has just been kidnapped and Picard and Deanna are talking. I got like a little snippet of the conversation, and it seemed like Deanna said to Picard, "I think you're overreacting. Yar is very attractive." <laughs> Yeah. As if, like, just justifying, like, well, I could kind of see how she would get kidnapped. <laughs> let's not, let's not really overreact about this. Yeah, they were having a conversation about what they knew about this culture. Uh-huh. And Deanna was like, they're neugierig, which is curious. Uh-huh. And Riker was like, geduld, which is patience, and precise rituals. And then, yeah, Deanna said something about Yar being ser attractive. Well, this is one thing we know about this planet is that they love kidnapping lieutenants who are hot. <laughs> so we've got to respect their culture. Oh, boy. So this is a an Emma's Deutsche Ecke moment. Emma's German corner. 
when they first went into the hollow deck and Yar made the martial arts room and she like made this person to fight with the with the hollow deck Lutan and Scarguard were like super surprised by mm-hmm. that and one of the things that they said was like you made a man Ona Inazela without a soul without a soul yeah i yeah. heard i heard that and i was like that sounds kind of like i can almost understand that if i knew what Inazela <laughs> meant yeah yeah so they were like startled by the idea of a non-human human like the fact that she wasn't fighting an actual person was weird to them right i meant ona inasela person without a soul cool and she's like yeah it's a computer program it's not a (laughs) not a big deal guys we're in a sci-fi universe yeah and then the one thing that i did catch from the picard goes and drinks from a goblet and the goblet must be poisoned but it's not apparently they're just chatting casually (laughs) the one thing that i got from that was they were talking about the upcoming fight to the death because Lutan makes the comment, Ich kampfe nicht, ich bin nur Zuschauer. Kampfen is to fight. Okay, so I don't fight, I am only... Say it again. Ich bin nur Zuschauer. Zuschauer. Schauen is to watch. So I'm just for watching? Or a I Zuschauer just... is a viewer. Oh, I'm just... I'm not fighting, I'm just a viewer. I'm gonna drink my wine. Right. I'm not worried about this fight. Hmm. During the fight, at one point, Reyna, the Hauptfrau, mm-hmm. almost gets hurt. And, uh, and Skargard says, Vorsicht, Reyna, which is careful. Oh, um, I've heard that one. Yeah, and so then we cut to Lutan, who looks annoyed. And so that was some nice foreshadowing to there was mm. something going on with Skargard and Reyna, yeah. the Hauptfrau. I also heard the word gift, which made me really happy. I heard gift too. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I know this one because you drew a picture of it because gift means poison. Gift means poison. But they were, they were giving so many gifts earlier <laughs> that I was like, oh, I guess it must also just mean gift in German. <laughs> Did not put that together. Yeah. So das Gift means poison. So they were talking about the fact that the weapon was poisoned. Right. Fun fact. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this, but... I looked up a little bit of the history of Das Gift, and apparently it comes from, historically, in German, Die Gift did mean gift, gift like a present. And a euphemism for poisoning someone was giving them a gift. Mm-hmm. And so the meaning of the word gift shifted from meaning a present to meaning poison. And so now it doesn't mean present anymore. No. That's a pretty powerful semantic shift for something that did mean something very good to being a euphemism, to being just the word for this bad thing and not a word for the good thing anymore. Yeah. That's really interesting. This has been Emma's Deutsche Ecke. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, I guess. (laughs) I I came into the Deutsche Corner. (laughs) Oh, we need to address your theory on Wesley and the beaming. Yeah. I have no idea what Wesley's deal was. The Uh the only bit of like Wesley's side plot in this that I heard and made note of was that I thought it was funny when Bev went in to talk to Picard at the start of the episode and they were talking about the vaccine subplot and then Beverly like shifted topics and was like, can I talk to you about my son Wesley? And Picard like stares at her for a second and then mumbles, if you want to. And, like, very clearly doesn't want to talk about Wesley. I mean, he he did screw up everything in the last episode. Exactly, yeah. Why is he there? 
Oh boy, we'll never know. I mean, I mean, now he's a lieutenant. Now or he's Worf. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Worf is the name of the title, name of the position. <laughs> commander. Is Worf a commander? Didn't they say Commander Worf? Is a commander a high position? It sounds yeah, pretty high because it's a. Com- yeah, because it's captain, and then it's Commander Riker is like next in command after right. Captain Picard. Right. Because we need another white dude in power. Yeah, and that's why he was just like going and like pressing buttons on people's consoles when he was in charge of the bridge. Yeah. That or was... he wasn't. He wasn't in charge. He like came and like stood over someone's shoulder until they pressed a button on their console, and, he, and then he, nodded he, yeah, approvingly. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really nice... I wrote down sci-fi bullshit with Riker on the ship. That was just like a really nice moment of nothing. Right, so I don't think Wesley was beaming them back. I think that it was a plan that they came up with because they didn't actually want to break their code of honor and kill somebody. Mm -hmm. So I think that was always the plan was that Yar was going to do the fight to the death and then jump on the Hauptfrau, beam her back to the ship, and Frau Dr. Crusher was going to take care of her. I see. And so that's what they did, so that then when Lutan came to the ship at the end and was, like, really mad at Hauptfrau, he was like, well, clearly the fight to the death didn't end. Uh-huh. We don't have a winner. I don't have to give you the vaccine. Uh-huh. I'm annoyed. And Beverly had a good line, because she jumped in and was like, well, I'm a doctor, and she was dead, and I brought her back. And then, like, holds the spike glove out at Lutan. And threatens, I can show you if you like. <laughs> and Lutan like backs up like, no, you do not need to prove to me that you can poison me and then fix me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You caught a lot of the subtleties of that. I understood a lot of what was going on. That's very impressive. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. You've been working hard. I have. <laughs> I know more German now. Also, Lutan at the end was like, well, I still have my honor, even though you stole my necklace and uh-huh. gave it to Scarguard. <laughs> and we just cut to Yar, and Yar is basically like, no, you don't. Good one, Yar. Good yeah. zinger. Yeah. <laughs> we'll abide by your code of honor, but we'll also demean you. Oh, last thing. Yeah? The Data and Jordy conversation while Jordy while Jordy while Jordy is sci-fi shaving. Yeah. So I don't know if this is what was going on. Because you're right, that they were kind of angry at first. Uh-huh. But by the time Jordy starts laughing at Data, the like bits and pieces of the conversation that I was getting, it sounded like Data was asking Jordy to explain humor to him. Oh. And Jordy was like, I can't, it's just a thing that humans get. Like I heard him say, like, man weiß das. People know that. Huh. And then Data said something. I heard a number. It had a six in it, but I don't know if it was like 6,000 or six, whatever. Uh Um, I'm bad at big numbers. But Data said something along the lines of like, I've learned 6,600 and something jokes. And then Jordy starts laughing at him and says like, well, that's funny. Hmm. So the subtleties of that conversation were lost on me, but I think it was I think it was another one of those those good Data bits where he's not a person and he's trying to understand how to be a person. I guess you could say he's Onadzela without a soul because he doesn't understand humor. But, oh boy, do they address that? Does Data have a soul? What's the deal with androids in the Star Trek universe? I don't know. He really just, he has like the full emotional range of anyone else, it seems like. Maybe more so. Yeah. We don't see that much emoting from many of them. Yeah. (laughs) Picard was very unconcerned when Yar was stolen away Mm -hmm. by Lutan and Skargard. He just like turned and faced the camera and said, Code Red. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, Data's staging a coup. He's bullying people. He's he's, he's really... He's sleeping with Yar last episode. Yeah, he is the most He human. was drunk on the bridge. Was... You got anything else? That's it. Whew. How do we want to wrap up? Do we want to make predictions for subsequent episodes? Yeah, what's going to happen next? Data's going to emote more. Wesley as the new wharf is going to learn how to use the teleporter better. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I heard you notice. Did you catch what they say instead of beam me up? I heard energy. Energy. Because they in the in the normal show, I think they say energize. Oh. Okay. I've like seen that from clips and stuff, I okay. think. Oh, they meant to bring Lutan and Scarguard to the Enterprise with them. Because I heard Picard say, Fumpf, Hochgeben, Energy. So five. Oh. Five of us that you need to beam up, Wesley. Worf. Hoch, Worf, Wesley. Hochgeben. That's what I think I heard, to, but that would be like, give, give, high. give high. Give us high. Five. Beam us up. High givers. <laughs> Energize. <laughs> it's a good language, you guys. That'll do it for us. <laughs> so we'll see you next time on what we think happened. Maybe we'll be watching... The new episode of the brand new reboot of Next Generation, which a trailer was just released for, which is just called Picard. Oh, maybe we should just watch the trailer in German. I already watched it in English. Oh, dang. Well, oh, I could watch it in German (laughs) and we could do a mini episode. Test how good my B1 German skills are. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Until next time. Be mich Energy. All right. Tschüss. Dankeschön. Tschüss. Tschüssi. Ciao, ciao. Scotty, Scotty, be me show. Scotty, be me show. 4, 3, 2, 1. Scotty, be me show. Auf Wiederhören. I think that's interesting. Have you heard that one? No, what's that? So, Auf Wiedersehen. Uh-huh. Is Auf Wiedersehen, uh-huh. which is like, Wieder is again, and uh-huh. Sehen is to see. Okay. So, like... Until I see you again. Until I see you again. But so, if you're like on the phone with somebody, you don't say Auf Wiedersehen, you say Auf Wiederhören. Till I hear you again? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So there's like audio versus visual. Until you hear us again. Auf Wiederhören.